Howdy, gang. Thank you for tuning into Back Country and Barbells. Joe Shermanic here, and today is a Fitness Friday episode. Um, heck, gang, even if you're not tuning in on a Friday, um, be sure to stay on this one. It's just a catchy way and a catchy day to put this information out to you guys. Hey, not sure if you guys have checked out our latest episode, but we had um, Pete Dahlgren from Ellsworth Socks on the show to talk about the power of wool and um, why you should probably always wear wool no matter um, what the heck the temperature is. So check that out, guys. And guys, if you actually really like the information, it's a it's a pretty advanced sock and they do a great job and it's a cool American business um, story, you know, um, bootstraps, getting work done. Check them out. Think you like it. And if you like it so much or you want to check out a pair of their socks, um, you can save some money. Uh, save 20% on Ellsworth socks using code B A N D B 20. That is B and B 20. You'll save 20% off, guys. And um, I think you'll be fired up to do so. In fact, I'll tell you an interesting story. In the episode, Pete talks about how people only think about socks in the cold or wool socks when it's cold. And I actually put a test together. We went on a spring turkey hunt recently. Uh, pretty warm out. And I actually had on Ellsworth's um, heaviest sock, their heaviest uh, winter sock. And I just wanted to see if my feet would stay dry. Uh, that's their big deal over there at Ellsworth, the most advanced sock. Um, most of the threading, most of the fit stuff, um, everything is geared around how do you keep the foot dry. And it did did it even in uh you know some days got up into the 80s and we're stomping around we're covering a lot of miles so the feet stayed dry um, so check them out guys again Ellsworth socks check them out ellsworthsocks.com and save 20% using code B and B and uh, there'll be an image to that linked into the show notes in case you get confused by what I'm saying but um hey I had a really interesting topic I wanted to bring up today on this uh, Fitness Friday episode it's uh. To kip or not to kip your pull-ups. Uh, interesting thing. Some of you might not know what the heck I'm talking about. Some of you are like, aha, why would you do either? Um, and, and what the heck is it? So I wanted to wanted to bring that up. Uh, the, the kipping pull-up um, really came into fashion when CrossFit came into fashion. And better for better or worse, because of CrossFit, people maybe are thinking more about pull-ups. Um, but definitely, I, I would think it got on my radar um, with CrossFit and, and generally came into it because, you know, in CrossFit you score your workouts and when you, when you kip them, uh, you can do them faster and you can do more. Um, so that's generally what it is. And, and honestly, what I know is in, in a, in a, in a CrossFit application, there's two sorts of kips you can get into. You can do a, a gymnastics kip or you can do a butterfly kip and, um, you know, in either case, you're you're going to get some sort of a rhythm and some sort of a uh, and some sort of a technique involved where you can just do pull-ups faster. And if you do strict pull-ups where you're just going up and down and not taking advantage of momentum, you can only go so fast. Um, and uh, regardless of what you think about either exercise or the value of them, you can't deny the fact that you, in all things equal. If the idea is how many pull-ups can you do this quick or let's have a race to do your pull-ups, you're going to do more faster um, with the kit, right? So uh, get it done. And, uh, you know, depending on your technique level, you you can do more quicker with the butterfly than you can with the um, gymnastics kit. So that's just what it is. Maybe we'll try to find a way to link to what these look like in case you've never seen them. But um, look, man... Um, I don't do kipping pull-ups anymore. 
but uh, I spent a lot of time in the CrossFit space. I went to the games in 2013 with the team, and in 2012, we were really super competitive team too. And um, man, I was deep in this world, hardcore, and I was kipping a lot of pull-ups. I was doing my pull-ups for time really fast, and um, it's fun. It's something to practice. Um, but look, whether it's not my job as a strength and conditioning coach ever to say if someone should or should not do anything. If you're if you're motivated um, by the completion of a task or a skill or want to learn something, by all means do it. And if that means when you go to your CrossFit gym you want to be competitive and win the workouts, well then you should be working towards and doing kips. Um, but like anything else, if there's pain in a weird way associated with the movement, you, pr- you probably need to check that movement for a little bit, work on some things and go back to it. So... You know, the value of the kip is is really comes down to you. You know, what what do you want to do it for? Um, what are your goals in your strength and conditioning program? So even work back to that. You know, and uh, I'll say this about any form of exercise that 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 is facilitated in a group setting. Yeah, there's a lot of power in that group. Yeah, but there's also a lot of uh, dark power in that group. I've seen too often that folks get into CrossFit gyms with their own personal goals or they get into any strength and conditioning plan with their own personal goals. Uh, Maybe that's to lose weight. Maybe that's to do a new skill. Uh, Whatever that goal might be. But what ends up happening in a group setting is you look to your right, you look to your left, and all of a sudden you're more concerned with um, beating beating that 20 something next to you or proven that you still got something that you, you used to have than you are concerned with your current fitness goal. So I'm going to just say as long as, as long as, uh, the kipping pull up fits into what's a, a principal reason that you're training, then you should work towards it. But man, if, 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 if it does not, then why do it? You know, for me right now, I don't care what the score is on the wad board. I'm not competing for fitness points anymore. And, uh, you know, I do my competing in the woods and I do my competing, um, on a weightlifting platform. And none of that has anything to do with how fast my pull-ups are, but I do want to do pull-ups um, to strengthen certain things. So I really don't do pull-ups anymore. I mean, I don't do, uh, keeping pull-ups anymore personally but that's my why what's yours if it fits into there or your competition scores matter that much um, or if you are trained to be a competitive crossfitter and the facts are the rules of engagement that those those movements are um they're they're i would say if you are someone who cares about your crossfit times and you want to get better at crossfitter you're aspiring to do well in the open yeah you should learn to keep your pull-ups and you should learn to do it safe you should learn to do it effectively um but you know man if you if you're just looking to to have a pull-up which is really important and you're not really interested in scoring workouts then you don't really need to kip so think about it that way, because what ends up happening with the kipping pull-up, it just changes in my mind what the exercise is. Um, when you're doing strict pull-ups, that is a strength training exercise. I mean, you think about me, I, I'm, I'm coming in at about 185 pounds. When I do a strict pull-up, I'm pretty much picking up, up and down 180 pounds on and off the ground. And um, that's a lot of load for some folks. So that's a strength move. Managing your body weight's really important. Then all of a sudden, when you're doing a bunch more reps and you're doing it really fast, you're changing the exercise a bit and turning it more into a, a conditioning move where, you know, if you do pair strength technique um, 
all of a sudden it becomes more of a conditioning event where you can do giant sets of pull-ups um, and it just changes the move. So just think about that. You know, if you're looking to turn it into a more of a conditioning-based drill and you're looking to do it for points, yeah, the kit will do that for you. And there's a value to that if that if it fits into your training scope. But, you know, if you're looking to have a strong back, if you're looking to have enough musculature to kind of sort out um, going overhead or do certain things or just having good balance in your body, you know, most guys are hammering chesticles, right? So it only makes sense to hit your lats pretty hard too, just for good balance. So, you know, I, I think I think strict pull-ups and, and different row variations are going to get that for you. So that's just a, a one-two on that. But um, look, man, let's say your why does determine that you want to kip your pull-ups and you want to learn the butterfly, you want to you want to learn the gymnastics kip and and some other sorts of things. Uh, I would tell you you need to make sure you're doing three things. Um, are you earning the right to do it? And are you practicing the skills necessary to roll through, um, to roll through it and practice it? You know, cause the interesting thing is a kip is like a, it's like a bad Christmas present. Once you get it, you're going to overdo it and blow your stuff up. And honestly, that's what happened to me. I was so into the CrossFit games and wanting to go there that to be honest, I can't do competition pull-ups anymore because it blows my shoulder up and it's just not worth it to me. Um, for me at this point in my life, I'm not allowed to get hurt in training. I just don't think that's an effective thing to do. So I'm not going to get after it. And I just think you do too many reps too quick without much thought. And it's always that one or two extra swings of the bar that are going to generally lead to the injury. So I just don't do it. Um, so keep that in mind. So earn it. Earn it the right way. So here, here, let's give you how I would say that you've earned the right um, to begin a kipping progression. Um, just like most things, you know, can you do certain isometric and eccentric controlled tempos when you do pull-ups? Okay, so what is your chin hang? What is your pull hang? What is your alt grip mixed hang with your chin over the bar? Right, you sh- you should be able to control your body up there for any length of time from from ten to to thirty seconds without much vibration, twinge, and whatnot. So that's the first thing. Are you earning your things in isometric? Are you are you earning positions in isometric holds? Uh, then uh, that would be the first thing. But then also, can you keep an active shoulder in the bottom hanging position? So. Again, the same time frame. Can you hold it for 10 to anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds? So I would arm straight, dangling, letting gravity take you to the bottom position. And then with arms straight still dangling, can you pull your shoulders back and down um, and almost think of in in a, I don't want you pinching your scap together, but you want to turn that scap on. Because what ends up happening with the kipping pull up is you you don't want to catch yourself in end range too many times with a bunch of slack. The same way that you're going to rip the bumper off a truck, man, we could we could rip the shoulder girdle, the shoulder girdle off the hinges, and we do not want to do that. So, man, practice some isometric contractions and holds at the top and bottom of your pull up, and then hey, for fun, why not even do some ice holds, iso holds in the middle? You know what you're doing there is is teaching position, teaching control. 
and, and you're showing that that no matter how fast you're moving, you're in control. And then from from the isometric holds, maybe this is also a great way to earn your first pull up. Um, then from there, you can do some tempo and eccentric work. So now maybe you're doing the the iso hold over the bar, hold 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 hold, and then now slow down and maybe increase those tempos. Maybe it's a one second down, then a three second down, then a five second down, then a ten second down. All right, and then from there we can practice going up, but the point of of bringing some isometric holds to the bottom, top, and middle of your pull-up is to demonstrate that you know control and position. Because what ends up happening when you do kipping pull-up, when you lose control of the spine and you start getting a bunch of flexion and extension and legs going everywhere, uh, grip doing this, shoulders doing that, when you're moving fast, you just don't know what's going to happen. And generally what's going to happen is, um, well, you do know. You're going to get hurt. You're going to pull something. You're going to blow a shoulder out. And it's not going to be happy. Um, so earn it first with some isometrics and eccentrics and as simple as holds in different positions. And then the next step would be a strict pull up. You know, um, after you've been able for, you know, you know, you got a couple singles, right? You know, for me, I would probably hold a test where if you can't, I would want to see that you can hold an active shoulder for anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds at the top and bottom and even the middle of a pull-up. And then I'm going to say, hey, how many strict pull-ups you got, right? So uh, I'm going to, based on the athlete, the bigger you are, the more strict pull-ups I'm going to demand before you get into um, a kipping pull-up. And I'm going to say that because, you know, um, you need, the bigger you are, the stronger your shoulders and upper body need to be to handle that kip. So, Get it up. So I don't know what the number is, but it's got to look pretty good. You got to show me some strict pull-ups before you can get in there. When I'm talking a strict pull-up is can you keep an active shoulder and go up and down on the pull-up bar? So that's what I, I mean. Honestly, guys, earn it first. And then from there, once you've earned it, you can begin the practice stage. And you really need to now, anytime you start doing something faster or harder, um, it just gets a little bit more challenging. So I always start with this gymnastics kip first because it's just a little bit easier. And imagine placing yourself in the bottom of a pull-up. You turn your shoulders on, that isometric hold you've just been practicing for a few weeks. And then from there, you're just going to kind of flex and extend your spine. And when you start to do that, open your chest, close your chest. Open your shoulders, close your shoulders. Uh, bring your feet uh, in front of the bar, then behind the bar. You'll see, I'll, I'll post a video to this. You'll start to see you just kind of open it up and find a rhythm. Practice that sort of stuff. Um, and what ends up happening, though, in in certain circles is you practice it, you get it, and then once you get it, you forget to go back to review those fundamental drills. So I would just say to you, in the same way, in like an archery standpoint, you're always going to be thinking about your archery process, even when you're bombing darts from 100 yards or when you're doing it from 20 you want to keep that in mind and go back to your fundamentals of of practicing the rhythm of your kip and always going back to doing strict pull-ups because what ends up happening I've seen it too many times you work really hard to get a strict pull-up so you can kip you get the kipping pull-up and you're able to bang out you know high sets of 10 to 20 um i i did a butterfly set of uh kip one time i was at training at crossfit invictus um on the pull-up bar next to me was a gentleman named josh bridges uh, we were there for a training weekend because cj used to cj um cj was our coach and we went down there flew to san diego we were supposed to do some kind of running competition that got canceled so we were training for the weekend but um i did a set of 47 butterfly kit-ups uh 
uh, butterfly pull-ups. It was awesome. It was a cool competition setting. It was still a great event. I really wanted 50, um, but it just wasn't going to happen. But I got the 47. But, but look, when you're doing movements like that, that quick, you, you're not getting the same strength benefit. So once you get the kip, you can't forget to always go back, review your strict pull-ups, um, review the positions that are required, and continue to practice the drills to make your kip more efficient and to get some control of it. So that's my thoughts on kipping pull-ups. Um, what are yours, guys? Um, and, you know, and it's a good, actually an interesting time to talk about it, right? Because um, this Monday coming up is Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day work, Murph is a, is a big CrossFit workout. I know even though I don't do a lot of CrossFit, I still like to do this workout. I think it's a great way to memorialize a great soldier and, and a cool platform and you know, to, to catch a lot of, um, to catch a lot of, uh, to just, just to put a lot of good eggs in one basket. Right. So, um, you know, but within that workout, you're talking about doing a hundred pull-ups and a hundred pull-ups with a vest on, you know, when you start kipping those things, um, and you don't have good control, you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. So, um, just make sure guys. So yeah. Uh, kipping pull-up. So the three things to think about when you're discussing or interested or determining if a kipping pull-up is to you, it's not your strength coach's job to determine that. It's your job. So you do that by considering a why. And maybe you have to have a conversation with a pro or a coach um, to sort that why out. But don't let anyone dog you in or out of doing a kip and pull-up. The first thing you have to do with any exercise is establish a why. Then before you get all crazy with new toys, you need to earn it. Um, for me, any basic strength progression, you know, there's going to be a foundation period where you should be focused on um, isometric and eccentric holds and then strict tempos and then maybe with body weight going a little quicker and then hypertrophizing that with some higher rep sets and, and then maybe going to some max power sets or excuse me, max strength sets with some weight and then um, you can go into power expression, which is probably where I would put the kipping pull up. It's a great place to uh, progress power. So for me, if I'm training an athlete, it's not going to come to like the fourth phase of training. You don't rush into these kipping pull ups, you know, make sure you have a foundation first. And then lastly, guys, just keep practicing it. It's not it should not be a substitute for strict pull-ups because it's not a strict pull-up it's a different thing it's a different exercise it's a different animal and both of them can work together so don't let your new kipping toy keep you um from getting a strong back to continue to support that so again my thoughts on the kip uh, know your why earn it and practice it and enjoy it guys uh fitness friday it's always fun for me to share some of these tips um hey if you got questions uh let me know i do this a bunch uh this question came about um through a conversation i was having with an athlete that i'm training remotely um if you are looking um to have your questions answered ask the questions um at underscore coach joe you can find me um shoot me an email you can also ask questions um at Backcountry and Barbells on that Instagram feed. I'm active on both of those accounts. It's the best way to get your question to me quick. And, um, hey, man, guess what else? If you are confused about what exercises, sets, reps you need to implement into your program, I can also do that. We do a ton of personal training, a ton of strength coaching, and I generally love to do this stuff. It's always always more fun to interact with people, right? Um, <laughs> things generally are more fun in twos. Um, so hopefully, guys, you're going to enjoy your Memorial Day. Hopefully, you guys, you're getting stronger. And um, uh, if you want to enjoy some savings, 
this week on some cool pairs of socks, the most advanced socks in the game. Check out ellswaresocks.com. And when you do that, guys, um, apply code B and B20, B-A-N-D-20 at checkout over at Ellsworth. They got three tiers of socks. They got a heavy, a medium, and a light. It's a tropical the V channel, and then, um, I, I don't know the names of all three right offhand, but, um, great socks, guys, um, you'll enjoy. So, until the next one, guys, I'm Joe Shamanic. this is Backcountry and Barbells, and you, you guys, make sure you're training, hunting, and living your best life possible. Thank you very much, 